0: Luke 6, verse 46, the wise and foolish builders. Why do you call me, Lord, Lord, and do not do what I say? As for everyone who comes to me and hears my words and puts them into practice, I will show you what they are like. They are like a man building a house who dug down deep and laid the foundation on a rock. When a flood came, the torrent struck that house but could not shake it because it was well built. But the one who hears my word and does not put them into practice is like the man who built a house on the ground without a foundation. The moment the torrent struck that house, it collapsed and its destruction was complete. Well, thanks so much, Henry. Um, I don't know about you, but I personally love taking shortcuts. Um, if there's a quicker way to get somewhere, an easy way to get something done, I'm in. Like, count me in. Uh, but you do have to be careful with shortcuts, don't you? Uh, not all shortcuts work. Uh, one of my friends loves giving advice, uh, perhaps you know someone like this, they always give advice on how to get somewhere quicker. You, know, you take this back road, that dirt road there, turn left after that big farm, um, maybe know someone like this, and uh, you know, perhaps for them, just like for me, it's never worked, his advice is always terrible. Um, I always end up running late, you know, lost in a forest in the wrong state, or something like that, don't take his advice on shortcuts. Well, kids, uh, you will all know the story of the three little pigs. Um, if all three of those pigs had gone the easy way, taking the shortcut and building their houses out of straw, uh, if none of them had done the hard work of building a house made of bricks, something solid, it'd be pretty sad ending to that story with a pretty happy wolf, wouldn't it? Um, shortcuts are not always good for us, and they don't always get us where we need to be. Uh, what Jesus is teaching in the passage that Henry just read for us is that there is an easy way, there is a shortcut to doing life, but it doesn't get us where we need to be. And there is a way to do life. It's harder, it takes more work, but it's what we need to do if, if we want to be like a house that stands up in a flood. That is, if we want to have real security and stability now and forever, uh, no matter the circumstances, there is a way to find that. Uh, On a day where we've heard three wonderful commitments uh, to live as followers of Jesus, uh, I think this is a great passage because Jesus is teaching us um, what it means to do that, what it means to live a life following him, not just for for Laura and Mike and Pam, uh, but for every one of us, it's important for us all to know uh, what shortcuts we can't afford to be taking with our life. Um, The first thing I want to point out about uh, a commitment to being a follower of Jesus, it might sound obvious. Um, uh, He's talking here in verse 47. He says, To all those who come to him. Um, That means the first thing we need to do is to come to Jesus. Uh, There are heaps of people around who like Jesus. There are heaps of people who would say they're Christian, but they never really come to him. Now, of course, uh, we can't go and physically see Jesus sitting somewhere, but we still can come to Jesus. That's a big part of what church is about. It's a gathering for us to hear Jesus' voice. Uh, Especially as we gather as a church, uh, Jesus is actually present with us by his spirit. And I'd say coming to Jesus is a big part of having a relationship with him. We um, We heard Pam talk about having a relationship was something she was missing. Coming to Jesus, finding a relationship with him, I'd have to say, like any relationship, there's no shortcuts to that. And if we want to stand in the flood, We have to have a relationship with Jesus. And so joining a church, being a regular part of a church family, to be honest, it is harder than going along to church at just Easter and Christmas and special occasions, but as we've heard, it's much, much better. And I think we're missing out if we take that shortcut. But as we come to Jesus regularly, hearing from his word, seeing what he's like, praying, talking to him, and spending time with his people, it becomes so clear that there is no one else in the world, there's no one else in history who can give our lives hope, who can give us stability and who can give us real joy, the things we've heard are shared about this morning. There are actually no shortcuts to finding things like joy and peace and security. Uh, We can try, but we won't find it anywhere in our world, apart from coming to Jesus. So there might be some here today who might want to take me up on this challenge, I suppose. You could call it a three-month challenge, if this applies to you. Um, Maybe it'd be worth you thinking about, or having a go, getting along to church every week for three months. Um, It might be this church, it might be a church closer to where you live, but why not have a go getting to church every week for at least three months? If it's not part of your regular habit, why not give that a go and see what it's like coming to Jesus regularly, seeing what he's really like, seeing how his people live, Uh, Coming to Jesus may just change everything for your life, just like we've seen it for Mike, for Pam, and for Laura. Well, the next part of being a committed follower of Jesus, having come to him, is to listen to him, to hear him, actually hearing his words. Now, listening well, uh, listening well actually is pretty hard. Uh, To really understand what someone is saying, it can take hard work, it takes effort. Uh, For kids here today, for our youth, and actually for our uni students as well, uh, wouldn't it be great if everything your teachers or lecturers said just went into your head and just stayed there, just stuck in your brain, and as soon as exams came, you could just boom, there it is. Wouldn't it be great if you didn't have to try to listen to your teachers? Even better, wouldn't it be great if you could just fall asleep in class and their words just go into your head and it just sticks there? It'd be amazing. Turns out there are no shortcuts to listening. It takes work to learn, to listen. Uh, Exams tend to reveal, one way or another, how much of a shortcut we've taken. When it comes to hearing Jesus' words, again, there are no shortcuts. It takes time, it takes thought, uh, it takes concentration to hear and to understand the words of Jesus, uh, the words of the Bible. It can be hard-going, it's not always easy to understand. In fact, it can take a lifetime of thinking, praying, reading, uh, talking to others to understand what Jesus says. And sometimes, alongside that, we might find ourselves not really trying to listen very hard, uh, kind of slip into coasting mode, uh, especially if what we're hearing is familiar to us. Uh, a lot of you will have flown on a plane before. Uh, you know what the cabin crew does when they have that safety talk at the start about what happens in the event of an emergency. Um, they tell us before that, you all need to listen, turn off your devices, pay attention, but unless you're flying for the first time, I don't think anyone listens, do they? I know I don't, I'm just like, pfft. Don't sit next to me in case of an emergency. I won't know what's going on. But we think, don't we? we? Oh, I've heard this all before. I don't need to concentrate. don't need to listen. Now, can we be a bit like that when it comes to Jesus? Especially if we've heard it all before. Can we slip into coasting mode? Oh, I know what this is all about. I know. Yeah, I get it. On top of that, we live, in a, we live in a time where we are always being distracted. There's so much noise in our world. There are so many people trying to win our attention all the time. I reckon, uh, as I finish this sentence, there's probably six different notifications going off in this room. That's just the way life is now. The thing with Jesus is he doesn't try and shout louder than everyone else. It's not his style. And yet, Jesus alone has the words of eternal life. Jesus' words are more precious, more valuable than any other words ever uttered. And so we can't take shortcuts to hear him. We need to carefully read the Bible for ourselves. It's great to listen thoughtfully to sermons, taking notes perhaps to help us concentrate. Reading, discussing and uh, talking about the Bible with others, like in our growth groups, is such a helpful and healthy activity for followers of Jesus. And as Jesus' disciples know, it's those times when we're working hard in the Bible, the time we are reading and are thinking, uh, those are the times that make a huge difference in our lives. We find more peace to face the world as we're reminded of God's promises, and we keep um, seeing there's great hope no matter what's going on around us. And so uh, we've seen we need to come to Jesus, we need to listen to Jesus. There are no shortcuts with those things, but we can't do only those things. Uh, there is one more crucial step for followers of Jesus. We must do what Jesus says. After all, what's the point of listening to Jesus, telling us how to live, what kind of characters to develop, how to treat others, listen to all that, but then not do anything? Like, what's the point? If we don't do what he says, we might as well have not come to him or listened to him in the first place. And doing what Jesus says is genuinely life-changing. It might not always look spectacular or noticeable. It could just be simple things like having a selfish attitude adjusted and changed. Doing what Jesus said might just be you know, a kind word to the person in your school or workplace. It's just annoying, but being the person who's kind to them. It could be the first one to apologise or the first one to befriend someone who's a bit different. It might look like just a thoughtful note or a generous gift to someone in need. I have to say, for Laura, for Mike and for Pam, it's wonderful seeing them do the things that Jesus tells us. These guys are serving others with great joy, with great heart. I I see them keep making Jesus' kingdom a priority in their life, keep making Jesus' people a priority in their life, and it's wonderful. As we each know, though, we don't always live up to what Jesus teaches. Yet if we are committed to following him, we're committed to a life that obeys his teaching. Repenting when we fall short and trusting in his forgiveness. But again, there are no shortcuts here. We can't just hope coming to church and occasionally reading the Bible, we can't just assume that'll change us. We must put what Jesus says into practice. And Jesus gives us the reason why it's so important with that kind of comparison at the ends of that reading about those who do and those who don't put into practice what he teaches. The one who does put into practice what Jesus teaches, verse 48, is like a man building a house who dug down deep and laid a foundation in the rock. That's the person who's doing the hard work, not taking shortcuts, but seeking to really make Christ the foundation of their life by coming to him, listening to him, obeying him, realising there is no other teacher, no other way that is, provides such a solid, strong foundation for life. Uh, Laura shared so helpfully what countless Christians can describe. Uh, With Jesus as her foundation, she has found a joy that is not fragile and circumstantial because no matter what, Christ doesn't change. He is a sure foundation. And yes, the floods will come. Uh, There is the chaos of life and sudden disaster. And if we don't have a firm foundation we've built a life on, something as firm as Jesus, disaster will sweep us away. We're actually more likely here, Jesus is referring to the day we stand before God's throne of judgment. If our foundation, if our trust is in Jesus on that day, if we're trusting the forgiveness he has won for us on the cross, on that day we will stand confident of God's forgiveness and his acceptance. But if we aren't actually following Jesus, even if we come to him, even if we know a lot about him, well, Jesus says we're like a man who built a house on the ground without a foundation that is taking a shortcut, trying to do life the easy way without a sure foundation to build it on. That is, if we don't have Jesus at the foundation of everything, we are vulnerable to the chaos of life and to the judgment of God. In fact, in verse 49, Jesus leaves us with a pretty sobering conclusion in this story, doesn't he? At the moment that torrent struck the house, it collapsed and its destruction was complete. It is harder doing all the things uh, uh, doing all that work of coming to Jesus, listening to him, doing what he says, it's harder and yet it's so, so worth it. Every, every other way of doing life is a shortcut and it's just avoiding the thing, the one thing we need to do the most. And let me encourage us all that it's in Jesus and only in Jesus that we find a stable foundation to build our life on, a sure foundation that will lead us to eternal life. Will you join me as I pray? Dear Jesus, we thank you that you are a foundation like no other. You're someone who can guarantee our safety and our future now and forever. So please help us to avoid the temptation to take shortcuts, but to keep coming to you, hearing from you, and doing as you say. And so please help each one of us stand with you, built up in you forever. Amen. Amen.